Ah, uh, hi everybody! Welcome to Fortified Niche, your favourite miniature wargaming podcast about things that aren't from GW, CB, Privateer Press. Mantic. Oh, Mantic! Uh, I am Kassa, leading us off as we, uh, one of the five guys heading into Kursk today, joined by my good pal, JC Dent. Yellow. I'm excited. Uh, Nordic Weasel does really cool things, and I'm, this is a really cool thing. Yeah, uh, if uh, people did not pick up off the uh, cues you gave them, we're doing Five Guys at Kursk today by our uh, most proficient uh, and prolific follower, Nordic Weasel. Well, we followed them first and they followed us back because we're such a good follow uh, on Twitter and mostly Twitter for now. Yeah. We'll think yeah. about our social medias and they provide a generalized use case for them. Five Men at Kursk, World War II Skirmish Warfare, a Nordic Weasel Games product by Ivan Sorensen. It's a really neat game. Um, Squad, or multiple squads of guys, plus support, gear, tanks, artillery, pieces, etc. Fighting it out in your favorite World War II um, areas? Uh, yeah... The game, the, the game, the game title mentions Kursk, but uh, the allowances are made for literally any point in World War II timeline or in any uh, area. You can't just um, rules for replicating knock, send up knockdown fights. There are commando rules, there are solo rules, um, campaign, campaign rules. rules. Yeah, nation-specific support tables. Other are related are similar in my thoughts to what Chain of Command does presented differently and you're more likely to get screwed just like war germans which i quite enjoy <laughs> it handles that problem of like well why wouldn't i just bring a, a tiger every single game if i can bring a tiger every single game like well maybe you just get nothing yeah yeah it's uh it's one of those uh, it's, it's one of those things uh i guess heading into the rules where uh, it doesn't it doesn't have chain of commands uh hard baked uh, uh platoons and then you get random supports uh, if you go by the uh, force creation rules, you you can get so randomly generated as your squad yeah. is. The, the equipment is somewhat standardish, but there is some deviation you know, on based on dice rolls. And then you get support tables, which can be generic support tables or nation-specific support tables, which are also then split by periods. The generic tables are also like, there's the Commonwealth, which represents all of the British groups, Anzacs, South Africans, etc. Um, and there's a, very, a lot of encouragement and a lot of um, support. You're saying like, well, I want to play the Finns. Who should I use the Finns? Like, well, maybe like, well, Germans would work for that. Or you want to play Hungarians, maybe mid-war Germans or a minor Soviet um, state, satellite state. There's also, well, not really, I guess in that point in time, but that sort of vibe. It front loads a lot of stuff. It's really cool to see. Like, um, it, it says genders, but it also says like, you can say whatever you want for your dudes. And that's maybe ahistorical, but I like it as like an inclusivity thing. Uh, I don't know if it said that about soldiers and stuff, but it, it does say at the uh, start of the game, if I remember that... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm confusing the players and the... Um, yeah, images. yeah. No assumptions have been made about the gender or other orientation of the players. So, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> although talking about the soldiers and... Uh, uh, and they, their genders. I think the Soviet support tables, uh, when they list a sniper, it says man, and in parentheses, or a woman with a sniper rifle. So, like, you know, it's like, hey, yeah. full full support for you pigging out on those uh, gorgeous metal uh, uh, dice bag lady Soviets. Yeah, like, absolutely good. Enough. But, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's get, us getting, like, several things ahead of <laughs> ourselves. 
Um, oh, that's fine. Yes, yeah, so the basic premise of the game is it's, it's, it's World War Two covers almost the entire period, except for maybe um, early war China, if you wanted to get that granular about like the period it's covering. And that's you could make it work, I'm sure. Uh, I think it mentions Chinese at one point, but there, oh, yeah. uh, it's like you know. Yeah, there are Chinese, but I guess it's not, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't go into like a very detailed spirit bef- between the KMT and the uh, uh, and the communists and stuff. So, but a, a lot of things are supported, if not explicitly, then uh, um, like saying, oh, just uh, uh, use those tables and use those uh, charts and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it covers everything. But I think one of the more interesting thing about about the uh, game is the scale i mean when the title says five men at kursk well it, it is a game about running about a squad of dudes which could be like 12 dudes for americans that would be basically maximum and mm-hmm. it can be as little as five literally five i think five is the lowest you can roll on the uh on the force creation chart uh, because Casa did in our <laughs> in our second test, uh, and you can run multiple squad multiple squad games because again the allowances are made for basically everything. But the uh, uh, as like the selling points, it's like you take up to ten dudes. He takes he or she takes up to ten dudes. You get a three by three table and you shoot people. One of the stated intentions, which is great. I love to see a. a- rules document that has developer intentions explicitly mentioned in there i don't like having a discussion about rules of games and being told well i think the intention is this like that man you can't provide that just because two rules are similar doesn't mean they work the same yeah i mean with 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 g-dubs rules you can never know what the intention was and if there was an intention uh but here uh Mr. Blessed Ivan provides a lot, uh, a lot of commentary baked into everything, uh, which yeah. is nice. It's it has encouraging words like saying, you know, optional rules are optional, and you shouldn't feel bad if you don't use them because it's one of those things like, oh, I'm playing game without the advanced rules. I feel like a baby shitter beginner. Like oh, I'm doing it bad, mm-hmm. and uh, the, there's uh, Ivan saying, no, you're cool, you're legit, you're valid. Shoot some fascists, yeah. why don't you? Any any part of the hobby you play is another part of the hobby to play. Yeah, it's um people familiar with the other five core systems are like five men at Normandy, which was the game before this, I'd say. Yeah, the prequel. This is basically a second edition of that. Which oh my god, what a great idea! What a novel idea for a historical World War Two game to have a second edition. Yeah, man. If only more games had second edition. If they they, they would really chain. Uh, your games together. I mm. it would definitely make them a commanding presence in the market. I'd say. Uh, oh well, too hard. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so that's like you get your squad of you get your squad of lads, and they don't really have like individual stats. They have a platoon level stat but it's not like stats in other games because like everyone everyone knows how to shoot and at this range it's really hard to miss so platoon level stats like mobility fire discipline uh determines determines coordination rally yeah morale coordination determines special snowflake things you can do which 
which means mobility uh, gives you bonus moves, which are free moves yeah. you can do before your actual moves. Fire discipline is your reactions uh, and uh, so on and so forth, uh, which is uh, really neat. And uh, I have the uh, page open for the typical ratings for platoons. And there's like, I'd say 20, 20 plus, you have partisans, you have Yugoslav partisans, commandos, rangers, paratroopers. Uh, two different flavors of Soviets, three different Germans, French, free, free, French, and free Polish or Vichy French. Well, like basically, it covers everything. Yeah, um, anything not covered would be easily substituted by a facsimile or a simulation at that point in time. Yeah, uh, like all you Baltic states blend together, and I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he says so himself, like. War is really hard to dice through, like to really determine stuff. So if something doesn't feel right for you, like substitute something for something because of that. Yeah. But maybe your free French have a lot of guns and they get extra fighters. There's the mobility marker. There's a lot of um, yeah. Maybe you're yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you're playing one of those uh, scratch German units at the late, at late war, which like. Oh which Flames of War would have a special list for every uh, German unit that fought in Berlin. But like may maybe maybe that unit that you're playing uh, historically held up better than the other units. Or maybe they were historically worse than other units. Uh, it all depends on how you want, so you can play it, uh, so you can play it that way. Um, yeah, and they provide a secondary list of tables of like, if your guys are all like really like fanatical or motorized or weary, there's really easy modifiers to these tables. Yeah, and the, there's guidance to what the what armies at what time applies to. Like, for example, the hesitant veterans uh, platoon ra platoon rating modifier usually applies to like to, it says uh, I think late war Commonwealth or Commonwealth veterans, which would be basically like yeah, desert rats post Normandy, which were like everyone expected big things of them, and they were like. Dude, we've been fighting this for two years. We've seen, we, we've seen that no amount of veterans and experience can save you from like getting artillery to death. So that's the, so that's why they were a bit like hesitant to Normandy and stuff. So it's extremely neat, and it, yeah, and uh, it saves a lot of brain space because every soldier on the table is basically every soldier on the table, and you know the. Uh, yep. Stats for the, uh, the rifles, the rifles, the rifles, the rifles, except for semi-auto rifles. But even then, yeah. Um, but I think it's good, a good as place as any to talk about the rules. And here are the rules: <laughs> you roll a pool of d6s. Ones and twos matter. Nothing else does. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that. Yeah, you got it. You got it right because that's both for activation dice and for uh, shooting dice. Because yeah. You don't just activate all of your dudes at the same time. You roll your coordination and dice or, or whatever. Or It's usually three dice. You can get more or less depending on what other rules you use. I guess you don't get less. And then uh, dice from two to five are normal activations. One is a scurry, which is a move that doesn't allow reactions. And a six is... Something, something, fire that does that is a fire that doesn't allow reactions. Meanwhile, yeah. when you're shooting, you're rolling kill dice and or shock dice. And again, those only do something on six. One usually takes out someone temporarily, while six is uh, either you get someone gets killed on kill dice and uh, and you get broken on the uh, shock dice. 
Uh, I, yeah, I, I one is the worst version of six in like all regards. I think you didn't like this one because like most of the range, like two to five in shooting, doesn't do anything. Yeah, I'm not like super solid on that, but also it makes the game really quick. And we played um, turn up twenty eight last time, and that's also basically five plus for everyone with very few modifiers, and that's fine. Uh, I like. I just like more. Yeah. Reliability in my models, and there's very little way to get more reliability apart from rolling more dice. Yeah, and that's also fine. And they made it clear through the design thing, so it's fine. Yeah, and rolling more dice is. Uh, well, you can get to it. Like, for example, if you shoot at the enemies in the open, you get to roll yeah. more dice, which is, I think, uh, which is, which is, I'm starting to think, is a more graceful solution than uh, cover taking dice away from you. Like which is yeah. most other games is like cover makes everything everything worse for the shoot shooter. Meanwhile, in this and the, was it the Delta One Zero yeah. where uh, being out of cover actually makes it better for the one shooting at you, like explicitly adds stuff instead of uh, instead yeah, of subtracting. Um, so Force on Force also has if they're in the open they're exposed and that's a bonus to the other guy. Yeah, and like you only need to look for ones and sixes, so dice is, uh, dice roll yeah. fast. And you can make it any two numbers that you want to keep consistent, and that's, you know, if you don't like ones, you can make it fives, and that's, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Probably don't, but it's an option. You can do anything for your games. You can cross out whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be the modder you've always wanted to be. Uh, add there space are some really it. fun... Yeah. Nah, there's some really fun getting started rules as well, to sort of, like, just take five guys and a leader and just go fight each other. And it's... um. It's a good way to get started without feeling like you're not playing the full game. Yeah. Like, I know with Infinity, it feels like if you've got five rifle guys, this kind of sucks, man. I thought I have cool power suit guys and mechs and, like, jetpacks, and, like, now I've just got four dudes of rifles. Yeah. Like, uh, no, you've got your squad of guys. This is kind of what you'll have the entire time you play this game. So just get good at this part. Yeah, I mean, sure, The machine when we got the machine gun in our full game, the, the, that changed a lot. But in Infinity, like, if you're... If uh, the at least the old QRF basically take five uh, cheerleaders, they take five cheerleaders and you shoot it out. But that's not how Infinity works. You're basically never going uh, with single cheerleaders in it. They're there to cheer yeah. lead at the side. You're usually and Infinity does have like a series of progression. This is yeah. more like no, you can just get most of the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like two or three pages, and you are getting uh, the meat of the game, and everything else yeah. is bolted onto that. And it's a really cool way to introduce you to the game as well, because there's not much... There's no way to really trap a new player with, like, expert knowledge of teaching or something. It's like, there is... I'm going to say what we always say about every rule set. It could use another edit pass. Oh, boy. That's not a thing that's only exclusive to Nordic Weasel by any regard. Every game could use, could use more editors. Every game could be tied up, and that's just the way of the world. Uh, yeah, I want Nanny State to provide uh, technical uh, writing editors for every rule uh, rule writer, so could they mm -hmm. would uh, iron out everything so that nothing would uh, remain open to interpretation. Uh, Frank, that sounds reasonable. I don't see why they can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, free healthcare for people, free healthcare for cats, and free edits for rule sets. Uh, <laughs> and then you got your uh, so you got your you know how to roll dice, and then there's four phases to a turn. Where you move all of your guys and they move all of their guys. You have your rally phase. You have your no. I think it's rally bonus moves. Then, Free movement. Then you activate. Then you roll activation dice and then you act yep. with those activation dice. Then the turn switches to the opponent. Yeah, so it's 
yeah, rally, move, roll, shoot. Yeah, and it's, it's super easy to keep track of that. Like, you get your bonus moves, which is set by your mod, uh, your movement stat. Yep. Which can also be modified by if you roll up some special guys, but you won't get that in a quick start, and that's fine. Yeah. It's a free three-inch movement, which isn't a lot, but when the guy's basic movement is five and a sprint is D6 plus five, you're not going far unless you roll really well. Anyway. Plus, unless we misread someone, bonus moves don't activate reaction fire or something. So, yeah, so, so it's a free little scurry back into your out of cover. If you move, you can also decide to like duck down, hit the ground, hug the vet. It's called both things. It's a bit confusing. That's just my brain. Um, and you can't be shot, which is exciting if you're like a rougher guy trying to move up and deal with these sorts of things. And there's also a lot of like uh, I, I'm going. I'm not going to say fidelity. There's a lot of somewhat realistic feeling detail to the firing system because like. Hey, uh, most weapons can shoot through the entire table, but outside battle range, which is 18 for rifles yeah. and uh, like uh, 24 for uh, machine guns, you're only rolling shock dice because, as the rules say, well, yes, you can uh, hit uh, people up to anywhere, basically, with a bolt-action rifle, but that's when you're doing it in range, when you're comfortable, you've set yourself, and but this is war, and everyone's <laughs> and shit's going sideways, and you're just uh, letting off sh shots at someone, maybe moving in the yeah. distance. And it also doesn't really matter for machine guns, because like they can still drop... Uh, six suppression die at someone uh, someone far off and then and then the hit results can chain from a person to person so you uh you can still do an actual fire and maneuver like i think that's what ba basically what you did in the second game you had your base of fire and you had your maneuver element and since you had the uh, dice to spare, you could uh, activate them outside <laughs> the uh, command range. Yeah, um, I like the uh, shooting out, shooting as a reaction, which is an option you have in this game, depending on your firepower. Yeah, dice numbers. Yeah, um, you don't get any bonuses to that. You never get a bonus if they're in good range or bad range because the snap fire is like you're saying. Like it's not a perfect shot. You haven't had a chance to do it. It's like, oh shoot, a guy! Bang! Oh well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, uh, I quite like. Yeah, it's like uh, I've recently played uh, uh, Valor and Victory again, which is a computer hex and shit game, and that one has unmodified unmodified reaction fire, which is your reaction fire is as good as your regular ass fire, which is uh, not a great <laughs> feel, uh, especially no. when you're trying to move in the face of something. So that uh, there are uh, like Infinity. C certain concession concessions made that the reaction fire shouldn't be as good as normal fire is great. Yeah, on these humble basics, the rest of the game is built. Yeah, it just works super well. Like you get you know, uh, yeah, the firepower systems works really well. Um, I like the idea of there's only positives to dice. Either you get your kill dice or you don't, or you get a bonus kill dice or you don't. There's no while well, you're in covers, so that's minus one, but you're at good range, that's plus two. But it's a Wednesday, so I'm minus 1.5, and it's my birthday, so I also times it all by times 1.5. So <laughs> you forgot that I'm a you forgot that I'm a Capricorn, which means you lose shock dice. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> so yeah, uh, that it really gets you into action fast. Fa like mm. re re you really get into the action fast, and the the dice rolls are also 
fast, which is something we got to appreciate in uh, Black yeah, Powder like Red Earth, where it was like, yeah, we have everything's printed out on the uh, on the uh, character sheet. It uh, accounts for cover and accounts for being open and like go nuts. And yeah, this is great. And uh, the uh, activation uh, activation system adds that soupçon of chain of command in it. And uh, mm. that uh, that is also nice, which you wouldn't yeah, ex- where, um, wouldn't expect no. from a game that is kind of sm- would say small and simple like that. But man, it goes places with small and simple. Yeah, it's wild how like it's so chain of command is like the gold standard of World War Two, yeah, like miniature games. As far as I'm concerned, like if you are coming for the king, that is who you're trying to get. Yeah, um, this clearly has no intention of being that game. But it does so much that I really enjoy that makes me think like, oh, is it maybe better than Chain of Command? I mean, you did say that it's uh, way better than Bolt Action. Oh, yeah, but like, you know, so it's been kicking the balls depending on who's doing it. Well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'd say they all occupy different niches. I'd say Bolt Action is oh, yeah, yeah. is more of a when you're, uh, I don't know, when you are don't you don't feel like engaging with Chain of Command that much. Uh, it's like... Yeah, it's, Bolt, it's, Bolt Action's fine. I've enjoyed all the games I've played of it. But it, it feels so much of like a like a GW kind of war game because it is like I mean definitely like there's the clear blood blood lineage yeah. designers yeah like I don't want to have to paint sixty dudes and tanks like I just like a squad well the, the, I'm, I'm ruined by infinity man I'm not building a big army again yeah. I'm not doing it <laughs> you can't make me you can't make me well you <laughs> well, you're, st- well, you're still kind of supposed to build a big army for chain of command but uh hmm. like a platoon versus yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I i've never played bolt action over uh, 1000 points i guess so like you know it never became an issue for me and then when you see when you see in bolt action builder that there's like uh, you can add the second platoon and stuff and like that's insane like who, who would do that uh so yeah uh meanwhile this game is like um it's, yeah it's squad combat yeah 12 dudes maximum uh unless you want to add additional squads which is several options are provided for like do you want to roll activations for all the squads or do you want to uh, to do have those squad ratings for individual squad and it's like a lot of modability and as ivan says you can't do it wrong yeah, yeah. and then you can uh, then there's a fairly a fairly in-depth weapon chart for like rifles, bolt, semi-auto rifles, SMGs, uh, assault rifles, because we have to make make place for STG-44 and flamethrowers, sniper rifles, LMGs, whatever, all the good stuff. As you said before, and uh, I should uh, uh, double back right now, uh, it even, uh, there's even like an admission made that if... Someone rolls uh, a tank in the support section, and the other guys don't. You should give the guys who didn't roll it anti-tank weapons, and it says what kind of anti-tank weapon should they choose. Because that's one thing they uh, people always say about chain of command is that if someone has a tank, the other player might should also have a tank because then there's going to be sad times for the first one. But there's what no do you mechanical. Mean? I've some barbed wire. This is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, there's no mechanical. Suck it, Sherman. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, it will drive up to the uh, barbed wire and it will catch fire. Sherman, worst tank of the war. Uh, lights up every time. Uh, death traps. Uh, tin can. 
but uh, Tommy Cooker. But yeah, there's like. Oh, and uh, if you like Chain of Command, you'll like the vehicle rules in this one because it's also activating individual crew members uh, as yeah, if you would um, actually do We might just double back to activations real fast because I may have ignored that. Um, so you roll, you pull the activation dice, yeah. which is based on your coordination. Uh, no, it's, uh, uh, I, we, no, we already mentioned it a little because it's like by default, you roll three dice. And oh, yeah, you yeah. get Sorry. an additional one if you have superior activation, and you roll an additional one if you have a support element, which would say, which would feel like, oh no, you're getting to roll a, a lot more die. But like, hey, you have a support element; you need to account for their needs yeah. as well. And so we rolled maximum five dice for our dudes. Yeah, you rolled five because you had both a support element and superior coordination as a late war German. I still rolled a three as a late war guard Soviet. Yeah, and then you could pile those dice on an individual soldier basis, or in the case of vehicles, you give it to a driver or a gunner or the radio guy, I guess. Uh, it, 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 it might sound mad, but it isn't because you can't, uh, with the tank, uh, drive and shoot at the same term. So, so it's not like, oh no, how I will, how will I use all these dice on all of my tanks? Yeah. Um, and if your guys outside of your um, commander's ten-inch bubble, yeah, it takes two dice to activate them. Any two dice, as long as you got the one for the order. So one is your um, run without reaction. Two through five are your move and shoot or shoot and move or just a single one all those get reactions or six for your cool shoot without reaction yeah yeah which is like the ideal um <laughs> and given those the drivers and stuff it feels really easy like oh it's what they're doing the tanks out of range give them two dice it's fine yeah yeah uh and it, it, just shooting back and getting a reaction can be worse it's like well i'm gonna shoot you oh maybe or maybe the enemy out of reactions because the machine guns shot a couple times and you're like well you've only got rifle guys left so mm. Yeah, you, ha you still have to think somewhat about how you'll spend it, but and I guess it's you can say it. Uh, those uh, uh, ratings really reflect on like what the armies were doing at this uh, at one time or another, and what they were looking at. Uh, like which ones are more reactive, which which more which ones have better morale and stuff. So yeah, it's all nice. And there are. It's an easy way to sort of account for multiple squads. Where they he suggests you just use the same dice. So you roll five dice, and each squad gets a, an exact copy of those five dice. Or oh, sorry, three dice plus bonuses. Or you could roll individually for each squad, and that sounds a lot, a lot longer taking. Yeah, this weirdly granular for no real bonus. But also, like, I understand both sort of. Yeah, I mean, if points. if your brain can handle that many dice, sure, go ahead. <laughs> Iron, Ivan is not going to sound off on Twitter to point out you specifically as the one bad player of uh, Five Men at Kursk. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of all the rules. There's more granularity available for the different kinds of things that you want to take. Um, yeah, for example, like this mission, so do you like uh, how uh, Lardies do almost campaign rules for everything? Like, do you like rolling for your officer's uh, birth and motivation in uh, sharp practice well you can roll up your uh, your uh, sergeant for every battle like uh, i think you rolled a uh, your nazi was a despondent farmer out for revenge meanwhile yeah <laughs> meanwhile my guy was a happy pa happy party elite guy who's uh, out uh, who's in it for survival somehow or, or something mm. like and then 
afterwards you can go into the campaign and the campaign also goes places it might it might uh, uh, i mean i had the silly idea of maybe trying to see if uh, trying to take a squad from uh, barbarossa to berlin but that might take uh, take a while because game <laughs> the campaign basically tracks days and there's a lot of days between uh, between 1941 yeah. and 1945 if my squad survived. And like campaign rules can get uh, granular, granular, and uh, uh, but it's uh, as granular as you want. So uh, yeah. I think it's it's I think it's all nice. It's all neat. And uh, since solo play rules are provided, you can do the the campaign yourself. I'm in an istic wargaming, the one true way to wargame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who has opponents these days? <laughs> so maybe just touch on army building real fast, because we uh, we already mostly. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did it. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did it because you... army building is uh, you know you, there's no points, uh, but uh, unlike in no. Age of Sigmar when it was even worse without any points, uh, there's. Uh, the creation is fairly simple. If you t if you take a single squ if if you're playing like a single squad game, you roll on the chart and see how many guys you get. Like Americans will always be between eight and twelve guys. Uh, uh, early Soviets can be between eight and uh, eight and ten. Late where Soviets can be between six and nine. Then you assign one of those guys to be the uh, commander, sergeant. Some armies can roll to have an adjutant, which uh, which is uh, commander light, I guess. Then you roll 3d6 and for every 6 you get a key individual, which uh, Kasa mentioned before. Key individuals bump up the bump up a single uh, squad rating by 1. So, uh, for example, you can have a dude that gives your uh, squad better mobility while he is on the table. Yeah, which is very important. Yeah, you can't double up on a single one, but having, uh, say, for example, having two fire discipline guys would allow you to retain the plus 1 bonus if one of them bite set then you get uh, squad equipment which again is provided for the big players of the time so for example first it says what the support team gets which is for soviets like one uh, dp light machine gun and one rifle and then in 3941 you on a six plus uh, lose the machine gun and then if you're <laughs> playing the campaign you can regain it uh, on a three plus there's a, then you can uh, equip your uh, squad leader. So for Soviets, that's rifle, semi-auto, or a submachine gun. And then the much more detailed chart for the rest of the rifle team, which starts with rifles, but from 1942, you, you can give two guys submachine guns. You can replace one rifle with submachine gun for paratroopers. Like every, every, every big nation has also like this uh, row for paratroopers. Yeah. And then there's also variations like to get more submachine guns, to gain pistols, to get all the rifles. And oh boy. Grenades. Yeah. Frags. If you're tracking grenades per dudes and stuff, like there's also a table for uh, how many smoke grenades and frag grenades you get depending on what army and what time it is. Then you get to the troop ratings, which we mentioned before, like... For example, Americans in 42-43 are Mobility 1, Fire Discipline 3, Morale 3, Coordination 2. And then Americans post-Casserine, which is like, that's why American 43 is also, uh, 43 plus is an entry. It's Mobility 1, Fire Discipline 4, Morale 3, Coordination 3, which means they get a bump in uh, Fire Discipline and Coordination. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big difference. Um, that's an extra reaction per turn. Yeah. 
So, and coordination is important for uh, again getting getting that activation, and I think uh, who gets to go first. Yeah, initiative sometimes. Then there's like the genre-appropriate modifiers or like, you know, army-appropriate modifiers like demoralized or hesitant veterans. Then you go to character creation tables to roll up your sergeant. Then there's the one uh, generic support table, but nationwide support tables are provided later. And that's it. That's your army. Uh, That's your army support. Okay, yeah, yeah, automatic support is you getting anti-tank something if someone gets a tank. So, yeah, and that's your army. You can easily roll up a bunch of squads uh, in, like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Less, probably less. Yeah, and the game itself takes, like, an hour if you're really drawing it out. I mean, uh, <laughs> we also use the random roll rules to set up the table because uh, like you know to populate it with terrain and the, and like it says like you know move them around to, to make more sense and i think we made a, a we made a quite a scenic table from it you can see it on twitter uh so yeah yeah a lot of rules make a cool make the squad your own squad yeah um and you know and the, and can there are also rules for like more heroic soldiers and stuff yeah if you want it of course you have to agree with that with the opponent so yeah uh if you ever wanted to have all the excuses to go to really go ham on like ten World War Two miniatures to put a lot a lot more work in it than you could in a bigger game, this is your chance. This is your uh, World War Two kill team, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's a not terrible comparison. Um... And if you're a World War Two gamer, you are you already have miniatures for this game already, so. Yeah, like your favorite one action squad ninja is leave the other 30 guys behind. Yeah, and if you have two armies, like many World War II gamers do, you already have your uh, something for the uh, AI to play with, against you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's great. Uh, we love to see it. And they also offer easy conversion for different scales. So if your guys are all that weird 10 to 15 millimeter that Flames is there's you can use it here. Yeah. Or if you get bigger, I'm not quite sure why you would. But they got performing with the guys because you're a crazy person and you love train scenery. Yeah. Um, or even smaller. Smaller would be wild, but you know, <laughs> go for it. Playing this game at uh, with six millimeter miniatures would be wild. Using pennies on the board somewhere. Yeah. There's also at least one mention of Korea in this, so you can technically take it further in time than uh, than it's uh, generally intended. But not much further in time because other five core products exist for that. Yeah, the whole five core universe is. Yep, yep. A lot more engaging than I thought. I remember reading five core 3.0 ages ago and getting very confused because I wasn't as abreast of the rules as I was now. Oh, and I'm not great at reading rules, as it turns out. <laughs> Weirdly, right? Um, imagine not being able to teach yourself something. Oh, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, this is much simpler, much cleaner than I thought it was. Um, so let's move on to excuses to buy miniatures, which I guess has a couple. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a hard, it is a hard thing to uh, to talk about because, like, uh, historical miniatures are dirt cheap. Mm. You buy one of the uh, uh, Warlord plastics, and you're set for uh, your for life basically 
Um, yeah, go by the the flames the flame starter pack and have two incredible armies with plenty of support options. Oh yeah, if you buy the uh, hit the beach pack as everyone does to, in order to not play flames but to play something better, uh, yeah, you'll be uh, up to I don't know up to your gills and miniatures. Like you can build a squad for yourself, for your friend, for your cat, paint up a few tanks. That's that's all you'll yeah, ever need. Victrix have their great infantry, like 144 guys, which is 84 guys for the Germans. That's way too many. Oh, my God. But, you know, give them to your friends. Like, here you go. You are making this one. You want to buy Perry Bros? Because Perry Bros will give you more than enough miniatures for this. Uh, might, might even go metal if you're insane. What was that? Oh, the most recent one that was getting all the press. The um, 11 millimeter? 12 millimeter? Stop adding new scales. Jesus Christ. It was like a weird metal scale. Um, but I guess it worked for someone. Uh, yeah, GHQ 6mm miniatures. They're at 1 to 285, so they're not that small. Play play out your game on an envelope. <laughs> yeah, like a game you can play like on your notebook on the way into work or something. Yeah. As a kid or the bus or whatever. Like, that would be That'd be dope. Yeah, so... Pinflix things. Go wild. Uh <laughs> And like we said, there are supports for, like, you know, Axis Minors and Allies, and Allies Minors, which Iwin says is not a word used to denigrate their achievements in, and their suffering in the war. It's just like you have to choose to, 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 put, to put a line somewhere. And so, yeah, just go wild. And again, I guess, I guess it's not as big as an issue as it is with Napoleonics, where you... You know, well, oh, I like I want to do Napoleonics, but I don't want to painstakingly paint two hundred identical miniatures for a single unit. Uh, it's a bit less like uh, it's a bit less that with World War Two, but like we mentioned, uh, bolt bolt action would require a lot more miniatures, and this doesn't. Yeah, I looked at my um Australian's bolt action list, and it was forty guys plus support options for a thousand points, and that's um that's what. Yep. So yeah, it's like a very small chain of uh, very small chain of command. <laughs> All right, compliment sandwich. Yeah, you yeah? you start. Oh, um, I I like a lot of that. Okay, what I like about this game the most is I like just how um, fast it plays with the activation system and the assigning dice pools. I find sometimes the chain of command working out finding a junior officer to activate a squad to activate something else can be kind of a level of granularity that I'm not there for, but it works for that game. That's okay. Um, this is just more like, no, your guy's in charge. It's fine. Yeah. He's arrived. It's okay. Yeah. Ch- chain can be confusing also because like, you know, editing and all of those, um, this isn't. And, uh, I'm going to say that my compliment is that I like the general attitude evident in the rules. Uh, just play the game. Uh, <laughs> everything you do is, uh, probably right and probably correct and supported by Ivan. Uh, just get in there, play it, add, add enough or, uh, add as much or as little as you want to it. Uh, it doesn't say, I don't think it says anywhere outright, like, oh, you know, do whatever, we couldn't rule for everything. Like, some games would that try to, uh, like, you know, hide their incompetence, do like, oh, just rule on the spot. I don't want to rule on the spot. I paid you money so I wouldn't have to rule anything on the spot. I mean, he does have that in this as well. I get you. Yeah, but in general, it's uh, 
I get yeah like uh, there if if it is there it is there but uh, generally I really like the attitude and the commentary and the uh, game developer intention evident in the rules because sometimes you just have the rules to work with and if the rules are unsatisfactory or something and you're like what did you have in mind when you wrote this like do you have some terrible ideas about how war is fought or something like so you know everything's here yeah it all feels intentional even the um if in doubt rules are sort of like pick a couple options and then roll for it mm. like not if i agree if not if i'm right and you're wrong but like well what would what would the narrative support or what would like the characters do realistically like would they charge forward or run away or go to ground and like go from that mm. um what didn't you like I'm 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 going to do the easy route and steal it from you. That the game should could use more like editing and formatting stuff. Like, for example, I did not enjoy that the rules for creating forces are separated from the rules to creating a scenario by uh, by at least the solo play rules and the campaign rules. Forty pages. Yeah, I I I'd love it if there if the like you know. Force generation rules were next to the scenario generation rules, so it would be like an easy flowchart of going like from not having anything to shooting fascists in the face. Uh, so again, that's basically something you can level at almost every war game out there. So it's more uh, more against some, less against the others, but like, yeah, uh, I guess that that shuffling around of things would be better. The layout and the presentation of information is fine until it's not mm. <laughs> a couple times it's really not like why are the quick start rules two thirds of the way into the back like I don't know. wait aren't the quick start rules basically the last thing before uh author is worried yeah the weapon reference sheet for some of the guns yeah uh quick play quick quick scenario is 106 on the pdf quick play guide is 107 oh, yeah. then you have weapons reference sheet and the designer notes so you know but other things could be mm, moved around better, more logically, and you know it's a never-ending quest to make games uh, more readable, more parsable. Because like, hey, I'm already doing the part of the uh, computer that's running this game inside my head. I shouldn't be able to. I shouldn't be fighting the book in the first place. My complaint is going to be that I'm not really sold on the missions setup as such. Um, there's no real generic one, and a lot of them are just okay. Line up six inches across from each other and fight. Sometimes it feels like it would be nice to sort of every game should rip off Lardy's recon phase. I'll just say it, and I'm not wrong, but every game should do that. Uh, I think this one is small enough that you may may not need you may not necessarily need it, but I'd like That's more fair. guidance on mission objectives, like. The one we had, which was like, hey, uh, throw down three spots and you have to scout them for the enemy. So that, that does that mean that I just have to touch those spots? Do I have to get in there and, pro and do the search action? Do I have to get there and do the sweep action? Does scouting them for enemy activity mean holding that spot until the end of the game? I don't know what the intention is and uh, what the... Uh, you know, victory determiner for that would be so. Yeah. Some more guidance. An objective interaction. Yeah. So, so some more some more guidance there would be nice, and I think we're fairly certain that uh, Nordic Weasel is capable of that because they're capable of providing everything for anything in their games. So uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, like, you have your objectives and you might have to sweep an objective. What are the rules for sweeping an objective? Why are they in the advanced rules 50 pages before when I'm here now? Like, I don't like jumping between books. Yeah, especially... I understand there's a physical limit to how much you can print, yeah. but I've got a PDF. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's not a, not not even a, the biggest PDF out there. It's like 108 pages with no, with notes. Yeah, like, I like the missions that they have and the way they work. I'm interested in this one. We go, like, um, talk to civilian or blow up a structure or escort someone or, like, sort of scout through. Um, or just have a meeting engagement where you just have, like, a stand-up fight. But, like, yeah, just I wish there was more guidance and I wish there was more, just more to it because it's one of the shorter sections in the book yeah yeah and it's the main thing you'll be doing it feels like is having fights and getting these scenarios it's almost an afterthought yeah yeah uh, it really would be nicer if maybe even a few best bespoke scenarios or yeah or uh the way that uh, i mean for example, Lardis really do scenarios. Like, except for the hmm. <laughs> the starting scenario, they they tell you to do as your first game, which is the worst scenario, which is just a stand up fight. Uh, they really go for like you know handcrafted scenarios that replicate something that happened in war. Like, yeah, all their campaign books, all their um, summer specials and winter specials have like huge campaigns. I, I, so yeah, I think it would be nice if we had like s- s- at least a few good good decent solidly put together scenarios where you might roll for some things but like it's uh, it's like it's there and you do it like for example as you mentioned the sweep rules and the advanced rules what if you're playing without the advanced rules and you get the mission to search the, the spots what does that mean uh please provide guidance on this <laughs> i was just wondering if there was a five minute kursk um mission book because you know get paid to do your thing nothing wrong with that yeah i mean it, it, he it doesn't seem to be but it, it, it i i i would have i would have thought that it, it, it has expansions because i think other other pro- nordic weasel products usually come with expansions lots of them i think i i think i once bought five men at normandy pack for first edition and it came with a, quite a few books but maybe uh, quite a quite a few pbf but maybe he just basically rolled everything for the second edition into one because then you have basically hero rules and other things i don't i don't i don't remember if this book has rules for fighting werewolves because i think that uh, it wasn't the first edition of uh, of normandy but uh yeah yeah i've got a yes what am i five core third um yeah like a, a little book admission be fun too there is a lot of guidance for how to do campaigns but like a structured campaign Cool to mm. Mm. All right, what's something you liked? Well, the Shermans don't have the Ronson rule, which is something I appreciate. And I think <laughs> with quite a few, compared to quite a few other games, it has a more current, more accurate view on the, the historical things uh, uh, of the war. And for example, it doesn't go out of the way to say that MG42 is so much better than every other uh, LMG in there. He, because like... Uh, like there's a there's that weird bit of granularity to the MG42 and 34 when it comes to Battle Group for example which is a game that's at a much larger scale than this like at at least you're taking a platoon at mo at and at the bigger scale you will be throwing companies around and somehow 
the fire rate of MG42 matters in this one, but it doesn't matter in this one. And I, and I think I, I, I think I like this more modern history attitude to uh, gaming. And uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that good attitude uh, present in the game, which is all, which is among other things saying like this is a very small battlefield and certain things don't really work out as they are on paper on a battlefield that small. So uh, I think that's a very good thing. Yeah, definitely. The, the knowledge about what you're trying to represent is very clear and very well executed. Like, he doesn't have an interest in having like, big brigades of divisions fighting. Although you could do it. You could totally do it if you were like, really wanted to. And I'm sure it'd be fine. <laughs> but um, like I said, like, it's, it's so cool to see a game that's not like trying to push a narrative about like, oh, actually, did you know that I once read a book? <laughs> did you know that I once read a book that unquestioningly consumes every German memoir that was written after World War II? <laughs> yeah, if they were wrong, then why'd they lose the war? Wait, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your second uh, compliment to, to finish the sandwich? I like that it's so... There's a granularity. I like the support tables. I like the way they work. Um, they're random without feeling like you're going to just get screwed unless you're like poor German. And then you have like a 6% chance to get nothing. It's very funny. Yeah, um, it's very late war Germans. You get nothing. Good luck. Yeah. We used to believe in you, but people believe in you are now dead. So too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, and it mentions that like, like the Germans and the T-34s are all kind of like, well, for our purposes, a 57mm gun is kind of a 76mm gun. And if you want to model it one way or the other and you want to adjust it, you're free to do that. Yeah. We don't see an interesting gamification in getting into that nitty gritty. Like, it's kind of like a typical sort of tank off the assembly line, a typical sort of squad. There's no, like, well, this is the uh, 31st Guards Platoon out of Dostoevsky, who says, knowing nothing about anything. <laughs> well, you can, again, there are, uh, uh, like, you know, there are options to add then like you know if there's if you were fight if you're like uh if you're if your Americans are the uh what was the Nisei troop I guess in Italy and stuff that one that was made of Japanese Americans and racked up a bunch of medals and stuff so you might want to hmm. add one of the like you know hardened veteran or whatever rules to, to show them that they're more tougher more ready uh, to get into it so like yeah, uh, it's. I guess it's not prescriptive, but and it gives you a lot of options to do everything. Yeah, like it's go nuts. So yeah, just like go nuts here is like um, a big sandbox to have all your tanks and toys into. Like just have some enjoyment, and if you want to get deeper into it and get really, really completionist about how accurate things are, there is a space for you to do that. But uh, I, but I think about completionist and accuracy stuff. Like he says that well, so, something that some games mention but few games do is that a squad will rarely take to the field in the full complement of dudes, and that's yeah. what the random roll for fourth generation is meant to represent. Like, uh, hmm. yeah, maybe Joe got sick. Maybe Ivan uh, <laughs> fell down the latrine, and they're currently dragging him out. Uh, so that's why you don't have the full complement of dudes. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. Like, um, good stuff. Good stuff. The support system in other games works, you know, well. Like maybe you just decide to pay the points and always bring your uh, 
IS-2 to fight the Americans in Italy. And, you know, more power to you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, game? Uh, good. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Would you play this game? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, I'm not sure I won't uh, won't start playing it myself to run a campaign for my blog. I, I, I still might get a sudden strike of like you know common sense and decide that I already have <laughs> my time is already crammed with a bajillion other projects as well as having to do playtests for the podcast. But you know that idea is still there. Uh, so yes, I would play it e- even for not podcasting purposes even with my friends and stuff as a uh, good fast option when you want World War II but you don't feel like breaking out breaking out chain or uh, bolt action. For an introduction to World War II wargaming for someone coming from an old system or an old set of like uh, rules, this is this is frankly perfectly good, perfectly fine. Um, if this were your first war game, I think you'd learn a lot of good habits from it and a lot of reasonable expectations that you could take to later games and get justifiably mad about. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, th- 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 this is, I think this is a good, uh, good, or good game for beginners to uh, give them the right attitude to be mad at AAA gaming later on. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, I uh, like just like you. Would play it, would recommend it. Uh, Build yourself two small armies in one of that one of those small uh, GW carry crates. Bring them together. Bring them with you somewhere else. You'll have everything you need. Surprise! To run games for your friends and stuff. Yeah, when you get tabled at your next RTC event, just whip this out. Like, well, we've got now left. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's great. I'm I'm honestly really keen to get back and look at his other. Um, there are other games because uh, like they just dropped their single player mech game and that was pretty cool. Um, uh, and like the bugs one looks fun. I don't want. I I, I don't want to go like. Uh, <coughs> wait. Uh, I'll I'll resay it once I finish Google's uh, googling uh, things. So uh, I my my idea would be to uh, that I would want to one day try out No End in Sight, his Cold War and Modern Platoon combat game. Uh, but uh, as we've uh, recently learned. <laughs> There's really not much uh, coverage for uh, Cold War and Modern on uh, on uh, TTS, especially for Cold War. So that's a bit uh, makes it a little harder. What are you gonna do? Use standees? Use counts as? Ah, you disgust me. Yeah, standees. While I never. <laughs> In this household, we use three D models or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 3D models from legacy designers. Bring me metal and uh-huh. a website that doesn't have pictures of them. Yeah, no one in sight was the other really exciting looking one. Um, Which one? Not just Brushwell. Uh, no end in sight. Yeah, th- that's the one that I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think a lot of people were recently rating and raving about five parsecs, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not quite... Like I said, I'm still not sure how this game shakes out in comparison to the five core third edition. I think it's... I think it's the same. But I was asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In that Justify yourself to me. <laughs> so yeah, a uh, good game out of a good developer with good systems. And who knows, maybe before the year is over, we'll try uh, another game. Yeah, check out check out 5-Minute Normandy. Check out Weasel Check. Check out 5 Parsecs. Check out Chrome Hammer. Ooh, what's that? Check out Renegade Scout. <laughs> or, uh, or a far-out idea, check out 5-Minute Kursk. Hmm. I don't know about that one. <laughs>
Sounds, sounds silly. <laughs> Five men, what are they doing? They're getting drunk. Panthers around. Even eating burgers? Yep. Okay. I guess that's the podcast. Yep. And I guess this might be one of the last ones before we get an exciting new development addition to the podcast, hopefully. Yep. What will it be? This one. We, we can't tell you. You probably can't guess. Uh, but more secrets. More secrets, yes. Secrets is what keeps the house up or whatever they say. Hmm. It's a strong foundation for any sort of... Good, good relationship, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I've been Casa. You can find me at links below. I take photos and I've taken some really cool ones recently, I think, and they're up on Instagram. So hopefully they get linked. Um, and uh, luxurious co-host JC Dent. Yep, uh, you can also find my links below. Like you could buy my, you could buy my T-shirt designs on Redbubble, Redbubble and you can uh, read me scream uh, into the void in my blog about video games and miniature games. So yeah, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Bye. Bye.